And now, live in studio, cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in Tampa Bay. He's a successful entrepreneur, published author, top listing agent, a real estate and finance expert that goes to bat for you every day as a consumer advocate. Your host and the consumer quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Yeah, that's right. This is the Consumer Quarterback Show. And as you can see, Brandon Rhymes is not in today. My name is James DeJerome. I'm the executive producer of the Consumer Quarterback Show. I've been producing the show for Brandon about three years now. We've been on air for eight years with the Consumer Quarterback Show. We are a consumer advocate program. We're trying to do our best to provide some value to you guys out there and listening. Whether you're listening to us and drive time on AM860, or you caught our Sunday show on 1025 FM, or you're checking out our YouTube channel. You know, if you want to go to YouTube, we've got tons of videos up there. Great way to see it. all the characters on the show and get to meet everybody, all our expert contributors, because that's what the show's about. We've rounded up a bunch of expert contributors that are going to take time out of their busy day to provide some information for you as a consumer, make your dollar go a little farther, make you a little more street smart, and make sure that you get all the bang you can for your buck. So in, on today's program, we've got a bunch of great guests. I'm going to introduce those folks to you here in a minute. And of course, every part of every show is our feel-good story. Brandon wants to make sure we inject a little positivity into your day with our feel-good story. You know, Brandon is the owner of the Platinum MVP team. He's a realtor here in the Bay Area, has been so for many years. He's got a couple of great properties, even in this time of real estate scarcity. Our producer here on the TV side, Johnny, is going to put up a couple of properties for you. And we're going to talk about some of the properties that Brandon has up here. 1200 Gulf Boulevard. Now, this thing in Clearwater is incredible. Gorgeous beachfront penthouse, 4,000 square feet. It's a 3-2 with about 1,100 square foot terrace and a gazebo. Uh, Talk about a garage, parking space. It's got all the resort style amenities you could ever want to. If you're looking to get into the Clearwater area, get in touch with Brandon. 1200 Gulf Boulevard, Unit 1805. Man, that is a sharp looking property right on the water. Here's one in Largo, 11724. 132nd Ave in Largo. If you're looking to get into the Largo area, get in touch with Brandon. He's got over an acre of land in Pinellas County. Great income opportunity. The property is currently rented. You've got a a three-bed, one-bath, and a two-bedroom, one-bath on on the property already. Perfect for builders and developers, any entrepreneurs. Minutes from Clearwater Beach. Again, 11724 132nd Avenue in Largo. Get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team because he does a great job finding real estate deals for you, even in this time of real estate scarcity. And of course, our show has a lot of great sponsors. Uh, The Billmar Beach Resort is one of our key uh, sponsors. They've been with us for such a long time. Clyde Smith is the general manager of the Belmar Beach Resort. Not a cookie cutter hotel, very unique property. Uh, you've been to a Radisson, Hilton, you can go to them. They all look the same. The Belmar Beach Resort has a lot of character. Sloppy Joe's got a great bar, restaurant, great beach. Uh, and don't forget to ask Clyde, you know, 90% of the rooms face the water. So when you get when you book down there directly with him, don't go to any of your sites like Travelocity or anything. Go directly to Clyde and check out the Bill Maher Beach Resort, and you'll see he'll get your room right on the water. Really beautiful down there. All right, on today's show, we've got a couple of great guests. I want to introduce Nate Ginter. He's the Chief Technology Officer at Vine IT. He's been on the show a bunch, bunch of times. It brings great information for us. Could you touch on just a few of the subjects you're going to talk about today, Nate? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, as always, James. Uh, so a couple of stories we're going to talk about today, uh, one of which is something called the No More Ransom Project. Uh, some give you guys a little information about what to do if you do get, um, you know, ransom. More and more common that folks out there oh. are getting hit with this kind of stuff. Uh, it's it's a growing business, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. Uh, another thing we'll talk about is some uh, multitasking features that are coming to Windows 11, but you can actually use those features inside of Windows 10 today. Um, so if you haven't yet made the leap to 11. Well, it's not, it's not out yet for okay. retail release, but even when it does come out, a lot of the stuff is actually already in there. Hidden, I see, so. I see. 
All right. Thank you, Nate. What else you got? Uh, and then uh, another story. I always like to bring something good because we talk about ransomware right. and, you know, all this boring productivity <laughs> stuff. The, uh, the, there is a, uh, a group that has gotten together uh, out of Caltech that has actually built, it looks like a giant beer helmet, actually. You okay. see, like, a tailgate that uh, can actually help shrink brain tumors. That's How awesome cool. is that? So technology, Nate is always here bringing us the latest and greatest. And, of course, I got some questions. I'm, I'm an old, old-timer, so I'm going to go back and talk about computers and where we came from and all the stuff I want to ask him that I've always been curious about. And, of course, on the phone right now, Shane Sokash from David Reynolds Jewelry and Coin. What's going on, Shane? Not much, James. How are you doing? Doing well today. And, uh, you know, you always have great stories. I love the idea that I can go in my backyard and dig up something and bring uh, it in there. And <laughs> say, you know what? It turns out it's worth a million bucks. It may not be for everybody, but, uh, you know, it may be just your coins. It may be uh, some heirlooms, some antiques, an estate sale of a relative. You may come across something and you don't really know how much value it has. You need a professional eye. And I know you've got some. GIA certified folks down there that can help people out. Yeah, definitely. We had an interesting thing uh, walk through the door yesterday. Um, it was uh, something we don't see. I would say we see something like this about once every 10 years. It's nearly a thousand ounce uh, bar of silver from the Atosha wreck. Um, so it's kind of interesting to have so, that come so in. So the, the wreck off key, off the keys down there. Exactly. Yeah, it's a Mel Fisher. Uh, Mel Fisher. Uh, that's right. The famous name in uh, in treasure finding. Yep, and it's a, it's one of the giant bars. A, sil- uh, a full silver bar. Yeah. Holy it, cow. It's like, uh, you know, I do, so the scales that we have here are actually not heavy enough or large <laughs> enough to weigh it. should be about 70 or 80 pounds. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty. So this guy comes in with a wheelbarrow. Yeah, exactly. It's not the first time we've seen them. We've had them come through over the years, you know, and it's, it's, uh, so tell yeah. me, do you, th- do you suspect he bought this from someone, or is he actually down there digging it out of the, out of the sand? No, no, this came fr- through Mel Fisher. Okay. So, so he purchased it through, or, or someone purchased it through Mel Fisher at some point before it end- ended up in our store. So it's silver, which is valuable in and of itself. What about the uniqueness? How do you place a value on the fact that this thing was on, a, on the Atocha? So, you know... It's fairly easy because uh, because uh, the ship had so much cargo, uh, precious metals. It's fairly easy to research auctions and what the pieces sell for. And okay. then the individual pieces have a grading of, of quality, and the higher the quality of the piece itself is, uh, you know, the more premium above the silver. This one is in the low end of of quality, mm-hmm. um, but you know, still has that provenance. It's uh, it's phenomenally interesting. Yeah, because of its interest and its the backstory, I don't think someone's going to melt it down to make earrings out of it. You know, that thing's going <laughs> to stay just the way it is. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, now, some of them, you know, some of the bars. This one, this one is too nice. It's not nice enough to command the the, the huge premiums, um, but it is too nice where they took some of the bars from the Atosha and actually melted them down to make pendants to sell in the gift shop. Okay. And, and they would say, made with silver from the right. Atosha. Okay. Uh, but this one's too nice for that. So in addition to the, the value of the metal itself, and we talk about the uniqueness, that's, that brought me to my coin question that I was talking to you a little earlier about. So the coins in America, say you, you, American currency, they've been minted over the years, lots of different things, pennies, nickels, quarters, all the different coins, they have value partially because of what they're constructed of and the fact that there's not many out there. And so uh, a, a trained eye like you might spot a, a nickel and say, oh, that nickel is a little different than that other nickel and be able to see the value in it. Beyond the value of the of the material, the minerals are, that it's made of, what about the uniqueness of it? There, You mentioned a penny that was only a short minting or a, little, a, a short run was made. That yeah, sets so up the value. 
So there's a couple pennies right away. So there's a 1909 SVDB, um, and it's it, you know 1909 was the first year of the the wheat scent that we've you know seen growing up uh, that are kind of becoming obsolete. Um, and that particular one, a handful of them got through from San Francisco that had the the designer's uh, initials uh, engraved in the coin before they removed that. Uh, and so that coin's worth a bunch of money. And, you know, I have How many like, of those are out there, do you guess, Shane? I, you know, honestly, my background is jewelry. I would have to talk to my numismatist. He's in the next room to know the exact numbers that hmm. got out. Um, but obviously, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's as I recall, a $1,000 to $2,000 coin. So it's a pretty rare coin. Yeah. Very few of them got through. And the same as this 1955 double die is another famous penny uh, that the U.S. produced uh, where the, the die of the obverse had doubling and a handful of them got out in one, as I recall, it was one night of minting and, uh, and they didn't you know, collect them all. So some got out. In that, that's the untrained eye. Would I be able to see that if you showed me and say, pick one of these pennies, would I be able to tell you which one? Yeah, so I'm looking at it with no uh, uh, no magnification, and you can see clearly that the 1955 has doubled. Okay. What other coins out there that folks may still have in their pocket or get as changed that still be floating around in America out there in the world? So the easy thing is dimes, quarters, and half dollars, 1964 and older, um, because they contain silver. Uh, so... All of those are pretty valuable where you can expect, you know, a dime is worth more than a dollar, a quarter is uh, somewhere around $4.50, and, and a half dollar is somewhere around $9. So that's what you're most likely going to find. So what, what was it about 1964? They changed the operation or something that they were doing? In 1965, uh, for quarters and dimes, they switched over to just clad, no silver. I see. So 1964 and older, they still contain silver. And then the half dollar continued with 40% silver up until 1970. You know, so they still, the half dollars up until 1970 have value above face value. Now, when you guys evaluate international currency, uh, a coin from another country that could also be minted of a different material, I'm sure they did the same thing that we did here in the United States. At a certain point, they changed to a different material. So you've got to know the years and values as well for international currency. Yeah, so there's so many of them. For us, it's pretty easy to look at them, and we know what nickel looks like. You know, we know what copper, enough to at least... Um you know, say, that looks like silver. Let me grab, we've got world books that literally, if you stack them up, they come up to your chest, you know? And so, like, we can research and say, yeah, that one is 80% silver or that one is 75% silver. Um, the one thing that the U.S. has going for it that most other countries don't is that we've never changed our monetary system. Uh, so a penny minted from day one uh, in, in the United States still is worth at least one Cent, where when you look across the world, most governments switch their monetary system. So, you know, an easy example is when um, France and uh, Italy switched over to the euro. It basically made their old money obsolete, so you can't spend it. It has no value. You can't do anything with it. Well, that kind of um, 
just uh, demolished the collectible value of most of that old uh, money. Right. Um, in the United States, we take for granted uh, that you know a penny is always worth a penny and a dollar is always worth a dollar, um, but that's not the case throughout the world. I see, because of their international currency, the way they operate their own monetary system affects your international value. I mean, that makes perfect sense, beyond what the material is made of. Yeah. Uh, and then I was thinking about unique... What, what allows the United States to create a commemorative? So the bicentennial... When I was a kid, the bicentennial happened, and there was a, there was a bicentennial coin and, and some other things that went along with it. When, what, when did, what other events can you think of? Uh, uh, Susan B. Anthony, or my, uh, a coin or whatever it might be that was unique. Yeah, sure. So in modern days, you know, we have the statehood. Quarters are extremely popular. We have... Um, uh, the presidential dollars are being done, uh, you know, every year, the statehood and, and state parks quarters. Uh, there's a couple. Well, so just about every year through, not in circulation, but through the Mint, you can get commemorative uh, dollars and half dollars. that They release new ones every year. But you typically don't see those in circulation. Those, uh, those The vast majority of the time are going to be in packaging uh, in a collection you know, drawer somewhere. Now, Shane, you do such a good job of collecting a team of folks over there that have a professional eye for this kind of thing. But I have to imagine, just like anything of value, art or whatever it might be, there's some uh, folks out there trying to fabricate something or make a false coin or, or try to impress uh, uh, some false currency into the, into the equation. Have you seen any replicas, duplicates, fakes out there that were, that were of note or, or noteworthy? Every week. Um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, a very common one is 1943, the U.S. made uh, almost completely all steel pennies, for instance, um, during uh, World War II. Oh, because of the metal. I got you. They needed the copper for for munitions. And so, uh, you know, the pennies switched over to steel. They're not particularly uh, collectible. Steel's an inexpensive metal, and right. everybody collected them. So, so every you know older gentleman has a shoebox with some steel pennies in it. We have a bucket of them here. They're, they're not <laughs> phenomenally valuable, but a couple coppers got through 1943 coppers, and they're worth a fortune. And uh, they. So some nefarious people decided, oh, so we can take a 1943 steel and we can plate it with copper and and then we can, you know, dupe people. Huh. And so we see those, um, I would say about once a quarter or so, someone comes in shaking, they're so excited that they've got a $150,000 penny and the first thing we do is grab a magnet and that copper penny snaps right up to the magnet and it's like, so Oops. yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Well, that's what trained GIA certified gemologists will do for you. Talk a little bit about the folks you got going on down there, how you managed the the team. You got folks doing coins. You got some other people in in, uh, precious metals. Yeah, yeah, we have. Uh, so we've got a team of twelve people, and um, many of them have been with us for many years. Uh, and um, you know, jewelers. Uh, we have six full-time jewelers. We have three graduate gemologists. We have two master valuers. Uh, we have two numismatists, uh, and that's the coin end. And it's you know we're we're a pretty easygoing team. You know, one thing I just kind of shake my head. The positive reviews keep rolling in. We're you know, I said through the pandemic, it's like, how the heck are we in the middle of a pandemic and we're getting three or four positive reviews a day? It's just, uh, 
befuddling to me, but I'm happy that our team is firing on all cylinders. That's right. The proof is down there. What's about your location? You're in St. Pete? Yep, St. Pete, corner of uh, 40th Street and Central Avenue. We've been in this location since 1981. Well, you do such a great job on the show here. I was going to ask Nate. He stays up with technology and all the time, and they're always using these metals and a lot of these computers and different chips and different things like that. Is there anything, Nate, you can think of that uh, precious metals play a role in, in technology? Uh, right now, the biggest thing is scarcity of actually being able to manufacture chips way more than the metal. So, gotcha. uh, you know, it does come into play, uh, especially uh, in the technology field, really lithium and, and the, mm-hmm. the, for the rechargeable batteries. Oh, yeah. uh, there, there are miniature wars being fought in some areas over those lithium mines. I can imagine. All right, Shane, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Shane, anything else you want to mention before I let you go? No, I, I think you did a phenomenal job. <laughs> well, thanks for your support. And uh, don't go anywhere, folks. we got Nate Ginter, as I said, Chief Technology, Offer with Vi- Chief Technology Officer with Vine IT, coming just up in a minute. And a feel-good story like we always do here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Don't go anywhere. The Consumer Quarterback Show rolls on. Thanks for listening to my daddy's show. For more information, go to ConsumerQB.com. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550. 813-750-0550. Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Hey, Brandon Rhymes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rhymes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. You're listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rimes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call if you want to hear about any of the properties pitched today on the show. We've got a few more. Johnny's going to throw up on the screen for me. Again, Brandon is the owner of the Platinum MVP team. He's got real estate even in this time of scarcity. What do you got for me, Johnny? Here's one in Clearwater. If you're looking to relocate to the Clearwater area for a commercial opportunity, 2,700 square feet, I'm sorry, 2,370 square feet at 1780 Clearwater Largo Road. It's a hot corner location with two garage doors, an office, and a storefront. About forty to 50,000 vehicles drive by that spot every day. you got 12 parking spaces right there. So if you're thinking about opening a business in the Clearwater area, Brandon's got a hot corner location for you. Get in touch with him. And again, he's got real estate opportunities for you. Here's a uh, another opportunity for you in Dunedin. So 434 Skinner Boulevard in Dunedin, prime commercial space, newly renovated, 
right downtown Dunedin, about walking distance to the Pinellas Trail. He's got all kinds of things, amenities nearby, parks and beaches, perfect for uh, growing companies. Again, 434 Skinner Boulevard in Dunedin if you want to get into a commercial space. Brandon's got commercial opportunities as well as residential opportunities with the Platinum MVP team. Get in touch with Brandon. Again, Brandon has sponsorship lined up for the show. We have a great sponsor this segment, the Golf Cart Depot. You know, everyone has a golf cart nowadays. Uh, I see the kids pulling each other on skateboards all over the place. Everyone's got one. Discovery Golf Carts is our, our sponsor here. They've got locations in Tampa and Clearwater. Check them out online. Lots of five-star reviews. All makes and models. They offer financing, mobile repair. They are the golf cart distributors in our area. So get in touch with Discovery Golf Carts if you want to get a golf cart, and everyone does. All right, before the break, we had spoken a little bit with Shane Sokash. She kind of opened my eyes to jewelry and coins, the value that you can find in coins. I had no idea. Nate Ginter, the chief technology officer from Vine IT, is now in the studio. He's got great stories for us. And Nate, I just wanted your impressions of Shane. And you were talking about scarcity with these batteries. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Phones and PCs, that's all. Everyone's looking for batteries. It's it's a crazy thing because, you know, whether you're talking about something simple like your cell phone or even those, you know, big battery backup units, uh, you don't think of all the different rechargeable things. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you have portable radios, uh, you know, every Bluetooth device, your your Alexa, you know, while it's while using portable mode. Right. Um, those things all use the same basic technology of lithium. It's the best thing that we have currently that you can manufacture at a good price uh, performer ratio. So they're, they're, you know, it's a very, very precious metal. So you think about technology always advancing. And I love when mm-hmm. Nate comes in because we're always talking about, again, he's got some good cutting edge stuff that we're going to get into. It always puts me in the mind of where we've come from, though, mm-hmm. in terms of technology and how primitive things were. And I just happen to be a big space guy. I love reading about it. And the, the NASA, the Voyager program, you know, this is 1977 we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So you can think of where we are today and the Facebook and all the things that kids can do with their phone. In 1977, man, a computer looked a lot different than it did nowadays. It sure did. These folks getting together in California were able to construct a a, a machine that is still out in space right now going 35,000 miles an hour away from us and transmitting data every single day. The fact that it hasn't been hit by something, it didn't smash something, incredible. Unbelievable. The technology in 1977 is able, these guys, with the engineering that they were able to put together, made this device that's still out there. I'll give you a mind blower. So so that's very impressive. That's crazy because that's out in space. Um, And that seems like super advanced technology if i told you you remember laser discs you sure. know before dvds we had the the, the mm-hmm. bigger ones there yeah. now keep in mind that's all digital that's digital imaging cameras everything transmission what year do you think that that technology was first used uh, i was gonna guess in the 90s 1957 really there there were digital video discs in 1957 that's that's when the 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 first one was minted and produced which seems insane yeah but we actually no the, the the technology to do that took a room, but yeah. they actually had the, the, uh, the and they were bigger discs at the time, but they actually had that idea of digitizing data and writing it with a magnet on a disc in 1957. Unbelievable! When you think about it, you're a gamer and you talk about oh, yeah. how all the gamers are always looking for an edge, the fastest, the newest, the greatest. Mm-hmm. That that's the pressure that pushes the technology envelope all the time. It, technology and, uh, and the adult industry on the internet side for a long time really pushed uh, pushed things forward pretty. Quick. Quickly. But it's just amazing to me where we've come from. Like you said, it, it was a computer, the, the Voyager-based piece, the thing was a room, like you said, mm-hmm. giant room, just doing those math computations. 
When I was a kid, my first computer that, that I got that I own personally uh, was a Pentium 75, one of the first Pentium computers released in, in roughly 1995. Uh, it was 75 megahertz, which at the time was like, oh, that's awesome. Right. To, to, uh, the computer that I built, uh, a gaming computer that I, I built uh, in December, was the uh, Intel's newest uh, Core i9. Ironically, a lot of those instruction sets still there, still based on a lot of the same things. They just got great at being able to make them smaller and smaller mm-hmm. more heat efficient. Mm-hmm. So they could bump that up. That one runs at roughly fifty thousand megahertz. Wow! Which you know that's uh, that's roughly twenty five years, and it's a fifty fold increase in, in power. Yeah, un- stunning, and the, the the material is lighter and more mm. durable, and it's just amazing what we've done. Absolutely, and you know it's it's interesting. the The cost actually is is less, you know, for mm. the average consumer device mm. than it was in the '90s. And some things fell by the wayside. Some you know customer support, and you know right. it can be frustrating if you have to have a repair done. And it is a little bit more of a throwaway device than they used to be. But I, I tell people, I go, you know, a laptop in, in even 2000 would have cost you three thousand dollars yeah. you know two to yeah. three thousand dollars so you know if you have something that's six or eight hundred bucks and it goes bad and you have to replace it well you would have had to pay three times the price yeah. anyway you're in a much better <laughs> position than you were before all right don't go anywhere when we come back from this break nate's got all like i mentioned a bunch of new stories and a bunch of great stuff to cover and don't forget about our feel-good story these students invented a wheelchair stroller so a father could take his newborn for a walk with somebody they knew and we're going to talk about how motivated they were to use science and technology in that invention and of course we've got all kinds of great stuff coming back to you in terms of our properties and don't forget consumerqb.com our resource for you to find all our expert contributors and some of the great things about the show check out our youtube channel as well check consumer qb on youtube this is the consumer quarterback show this is chris voss former fbi lead hostage negotiator and owner of the black swan group and you're listening to consumer quarterback show hosted by my friend brandon Rice. to get in touch with brandon call 813-670-7372 online at consumerqb.com listening to the consumer quarterback brandon rhymes cutting through your typical media nonsense and offering you a rational and unbiased perspective on current events and life in tampa bay online at consumerqb.com that's right consumerqb.com a great resource for you to find all our partners again or you can go to the youtube channel go to youtube search consumer quarterback show check out all the videos you can check out the show as well of course we're streaming the show live now johnny's right here as our tv guy we're on uh youtube periscope i mean we're all over the place with the show so you can't miss us check out the video side or we love you listening to us in drive time on am 860 and our sunday show on 1025 fm before the break we were talking a little bit with nate ginter we're going to pick that up again I wanted to hit a couple of properties, though, because Brandon's still got real estate opportunities for you, even in this time of real estate scarcity throughout the Bay. He's got commercial and residential opportunities. Here is a commercial opportunity in Tampa, 1602 East MLK Junior Boulevard. It's an auto body repair shop. Uh, this is ready. This is turnkey. You just walk right in. 45-year-old business. It's got a great location 
right in the busy corner lot. Uh, easy access to 75 and I-4. It's a body shop, so if you're looking to get into a commercial opportunity with a, a body shop, 1602 East MLK, get in touch with Brandon and the Platinum MVP team. What else you got for me, Johnny? Palm Harbor. Say we got a residential opportunity for you in Palm Harbor, 3664 Darston Street. It looks like we've got 2,228 square feet, 3-2 three, three, uh, three, with a two-car garage. Uh, screen Lanai, well, it's waterfront. You've got a pond, jacuzzi. New home appliances. Man, that is a good-looking house right there in Palm Harbor, 3664 Darston. Get in touch with Brandon, whether it's commercial or residential. Don't leave money on the table. The sponsor for this segment is Replenish IV Solutions. Really cool business concept. Everybody wants their immune system to be a top working order nowadays. These folks can do that for you with a direct injection of uh, minerals and vitamins right into your bloodstream. You can go to one of their locations, or they'll come to you. So Replenish IV Solutions, great friends of the program. Check them out online. Make sure you are hydrated and immunized to the and this segment, again, is going to be with uh, Nate. And Nate was teasing a few things before the break. We wanted to get into this ransomware. You know, more and more people out there are getting impacted by this. You'll, you'll log onto your computer. Uh-oh, uh, screen of death or some notification that you've got a big problem and you're going to have to come up with ransom to get your files back. A lot of folks don't know what to do. Uh, help us out a little bit, Nate. Sure. So, you know, whenever I talk about ransomware, I always like to let everybody know right off the bat, best thing you can do, make sure you got good backups and copies of your files okay. elsewhere. Uh, but there is a great site. It's uh, nomoreransom.org. That, uh, these, uh, this is a project that was actually put together by a couple of the top security vendors that are out there. Mm-hmm. And what, what they've been doing is basically sharing these decryption keys. So what ransomware is really doing is using something that you know a lot of businesses actually do to protect themselves, which is encrypt their files so people from outside parties can't read them without the key. Well, that's great if you're trying to protect your data and you've got the key. Right. If somebody else does it and takes that key, and won't give it to you. Now we got a problem. So what they're doing? A lot of these places, uh, you know, these these people that are that are using these ransomware systems and holding people hostage. They're using one of a couple of families of variants that all have like a master key. So, you know, sometimes it's the FBI, you know, going in and, and raiding a, a, you know, a facility or them, you know, cutting that you using with Interpol to, to, you know, go after, you know, Russian hackers or, you know, right. these people from uh, Eastern Bloc nations. And when they get a hold of those keys, there's a master key that actually decrypts tons and tons of things worldwide, uh, you know, if it's used. Hmm. So um, what you can do on, on this site, if you do happen to suffer a ransomware attack, and, uh, you know, you don't have a backup of your files, you can upload a couple of samples and it'll actually analyze the encryption that they used. And sometimes they have an unlocker for it. Wow. It doesn't work for everything. It's not it's not a cure all for every piece of ransomware that's out there. But new things are added all the time. So, you know, just be you know, if you've got something that was locked maybe six months ago and you talked to some people and they couldn't get it unlocked, this is a great site to check in with periodically. They may be able to actually get it back for you. And the likelihood is um, that over time, you know, that will happen for you. So it doesn't help you if you need to be operational again tomorrow. Right. But if you've got something that, you know, oh, you know, maybe you got to your family, you know, photo album or something, you know, down the road, that's something that you can actually look at. And, you know, there's a high likelihood they may actually eventually unlock it for you. Now, you started that segment by saying that it just, first and foremost, back up. Right. You know, everything you got to do, uh, make sure you've got a plan in case you lose everything, right? 100%. Now, uh, in terms of uh, the cloud, just because I'm a novice, ex- explain to me whether my local drive that I can disconnect and have right here in my hand that I can take with me mm-hmm. versus the cloud storage, do you see any disadvantage, advantage? Uh, well, I, I, so yes and yes. Okay. Uh, so so w- whenever you've got something that you can take locally, if it's sensitive data, I always say, you know, if, if you've got, you know, client information that if it got, if it got out that you released it could be a problem for right. your 
your business reputationally or financially. Uh, you know, something that you can pull and take away is awesome, uh, but that can also be, you know, something that, that can actually be stolen by somebody else or misplaced. Yep. Dropped, kicked, broken. It will, interesting thing. So, uh, according to HIPAA laws, a lot, you know, anybody who's involved in the medical profession, whether they're a doctor, therapist, that sort of thing, um, I talk to them all the time. We do consulting and they go, oh, you know, I insist on taking a copy home with me every night. Mm. Interesting thing that happened to a client of mine, we found this out in a very odd way. He was in a car accident. And he had what that removable drive with him. It was in his glove compartment. Sure. And so he was in the hospital for a couple of days, got out, got his car. He actually had to report that as a potential breach of data because that drive containing all of his client files was out of, was, his... Was out of his control. That's right. So he couldn't say whether or not anybody got a hold of it, even yeah. though it was still in the car and, and all that stuff, which is, which is very wild. So you want to be careful about how you do things. Now, if you encrypt that drive... You know, again, encryption not always a bad thing. There are, you know, and you can get them even at, you know, Target or Best right. Buy uh, drives that actually have encryption on them, you know, that are removable. Mm-hmm. Then that is not a problem for you. And I recommend that anyway, just, you know, uh, for, for anybody. I don't want people going through my family photos and it, you know, costs yeah, a couple j- just, bucks. Extra. Just the old guard. I mean, I was coming from sports and once technology kind of hit our field and mm-hmm. there was this uh, paranoia about them seeing what we're doing or, or sharing of our information. Right. So all our plays, all the video files, everything, they were very cautious about storage. So when it first came to digital transmission, people were a lot of coaches against the idea that we're going to send files over the web. Uh, file trading was then done physically with dry, external drives sent on airplanes mm-hmm. to and from destinations. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing, watching the, the old guard kind of get used to the idea of cloud storage or digital right. transfer, uh, transfer, it's so funny that it just takes time for you to trust that. And now you, people trust it. They have no problem with it. Even with a cloud solution, we recommend that you do a backup. So, you know, Office 365, Microsoft 365, uh, SharePoint OneDrive, these are things things that are awesome tools for a business to use uh, because they are our file sync tools that, you know if somebody compromises those or, or you know you're syncing those files locally if they get encrypted they will actually put that encryption up to the cloud now you can restore that but it's a giant pain in the mm-hmm. butt and sometimes people who make mistakes you know I accidentally delete something right. and I don't know or I don't know I've moved a folder you know actually dragged it somewhere for you know months and now I can't find it so we still recommend even on the cloud that you do a backup of that so there's services out there uh, a company called Datto, D-A-T-T-O, uh, dot com that has a product called Backupify. So even for your home stuff on your Microsoft account, right. a couple of bucks a month, they actually pull a separate copy over it uh, that you know is completely isolated. So even if you know if something happens to Microsoft or you you know actually delete your own things, yeah. they've got an infinite retention backup for you. So you can go back to any day and time in history and view what was there. Yeah, you rarely hear about compromise other than the the Hollywood celebrity picture thing. I remember right. was it one of those compromise things, but it's it's not that common that people get into the cloud accounts. No, it, it, it is less common, but when it happens, it affects way more people. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had a, a notice uh, the other day that, um, you know, I, I use uh, LinkedIn. So right. LinkedIn, you know, yes, it, you know, most of the time your LinkedIn account won't get compromised. But when LinkedIn has security flaw, 13 million people. Yeah. When Facebook had a compromise, right. 33 million people, usernames, passwords, logins, most of them weren't used for nefarious purposes. You know, you know, that they try to do breach containment as best as possible, but, you know, they're out there. And they, these things, they, they do happen. And backup isn't about what's likely. It's about what happens if right. the unlikely occurs. So that's that's the number one advice. I, in my 
limited experience I can give you as well. Make sure you've got a backup. Mm-hmm. All right, now tell me about this Windows 11. So, you know, Windows 11 is Microsoft's newest uh, flagship operating system. It's going to be released to retail within the next couple of months. Exact reports kind of vary about when they're going to do that, but it's, it's coming. Um, so there's going to be a number of people that, for technological reasons, uh, can't update to the newest Windows. And some of the features that they're touting are things uh, like what they're going to, they call it Windows Snap, where you can arrange your Windows. Like right now, if you spend time, you know, kind of precisely dragging, dragging the corners edges. around, yeah. you, you can put, you know, Windows, if you like having four quadrants on your monitor, or, you know, maybe you've got two monitors, you like cut one in half, and, you know, you can kind of do that by dragging stuff around. But when you reboot your computer, half the time you got to, uh, every morning you got to go <laughs> right. put that stuff there. Uh, uh, Windows Snap is kind of interesting. So it basically lets you draw zones on your monitor where if you flip something over there, it expands it and automatically snaps it to that window gotcha. and always keeps it there. Uh, so it's a pretty cool thing for multitasking, especially I work with a 49-inch ultra-wide monitor, so all I right. have it divided in all these these little things. Now, did you build your own template to, to oh, break everything up? I, I sure did. Using uh, So for Windows 10, there's something called Power Toys, and uh, it's a small download. It you know, might take half a second to, to get it. And one of the things that comes with that is something called Fancy Zones. Nice. And Fancy Zones is exactly Windows Snap. So they have a bunch of templates that you can use, so you can kind of see the grids that it draws it into. Right. But if you want to make your own, it actually lets you you know choose and manually uh, decide how you want to break your your, your monitor up. That's cool. Um, it's it's especially helpful. You know, a lot of people use multiple monitors because you yeah. know trying to accomplish that same thing. These days, having one big fluid screen is awesome. It's a lot cleaner for your desktop. A lot of people use adapters to try and use multiple monitors, yeah. and you know they just run into issues with them. One big monitor now can do exactly what you're trying to do with those zones. I find cool. in the video editing world that that auxiliary monitor is a big. You know, everyone wants a display monitor, a big one that that has their. They're going to primarily do their work sometimes even on the laptop screen with a, uh, another monitor or a three monitor setup with mm-hmm. just the playback coming on the third screen. Mm-hmm. So, however you want to build that layout, it takes a little bit of ingenuity unless you have the single big screen like Nate's talking about that you can divide up the way you want. Yeah, and one of the one of the big reasons that that we have this kind of modern setup where most people think of having multiple monitors mm-hmm. instead of one large one is a large monitor used to cost thousands of dollars. Right. You you can get now I'm a gamer so you know my mine was close to a grand, but you can get a huge monitor for three, four hundred bucks now that'll do exactly what you're looking to do. With television and monitors getting into the crossover zone mm-hmm. where you start to see TVs more adapted to computers and computers mm-hmm. more adapted to carrying television, have you seen a product that does the best job out there of kind of being both? Yeah, so so there is, uh, LG makes a series um, that, that uh, it's called their, their C-series, which is based on what they call OLED technology. It is basically the, the combination of having a, uh, you know, for a 55-inch, I think will run you about twelve or $1,300, 4K, can, it has high resolution, so you can do 4K. And it's HDMI compatible, uh, so a lot of people yeah, run an HDMI out the, of that. The new HDMI standard uh, or DisplayPort as well, if you're using, um, uh, you know, so the the newer, you know, Gen 5, whatever, Xboxes and PlayStation 5s, yeah. their HDMI is highly upgraded. So the, the, the HDMI port that you're going to find in most laptops may not be capable of doing those high refresh rates uh, with that, but there's a lot of docks out there that will give you the ability to do display port, or if you have like a mini display port built into your laptop, you can plug those directly into the new TV. So pre- pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, now, as wild. a gamer, you, you 
have a specific brand that you're loyal to, or is there a particular model out there that you say is the best? I, I, I'm a gamer, so I have no brand loyalty. I, my loyalty is only to speed. Okay. So, right. uh, you know, I like whatever's fastest at the time. Generally speaking, uh, NVIDIA has been great in the graphics card industry for years. So if I'm looking at a laptop, I'm looking for something that's got, you know, the newest NVIDIA video card mm-hmm. in there. Uh, right now, they're currently on the 3000 series of those, and just really incredible. It's amazing, some of this stuff, I'm telling you. The, the first time I saw somebody editing from the cloud with all the assets were in the cloud, all mm-hmm. they simply have is the program here. Mm-hmm. And the speed was, there was no speed issues, everything transitioned fine. Well, you know, with with fiber, you know, there, there's a, you know, at my house, they offer 500 by 500. I live in St. Pete, 500 by uh, 500 megabit. I mean, that's almost as fast as your hard drive can write. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anything, being in the cloud for a lot of people in a lot of areas isn't even an issue anymore, whether it's local or remote. Right. Well, that's that's good to know. Okay, so a couple of important things to learn today on, on today's program. That was Nate Ginter coming to us from uh, Vine IT. He's going to come back and give us some more stuff after this break. And, of course, I got our feel-good story. I want to emphasize these kids. These students invented a wheelchair for a friend of theirs because it kind of meant more to them, and their teacher talks about how you can use that kind of thing to motivate your students. So we're going to get into that. Students who invented a wheelchair in our feel-good section. Don't go anywhere. This is the Consumer Quarterback. Hey, I'm Ken Shamrock, and you're here with Consumer Quarterback Show. And I say, Brandon, run! Knock out your competition! To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. Hey, Brandon Rimes here. We are looking for real estate investors. We've got a new relationship bringing us a tremendous amount of off-market real estate investment opportunities. So text the word investor to our hotline, 813-750-0550. Off-market real estate investment opportunities. Text investor to 813-750-0550. Brandon Rimes here, Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. Looking for real estate investors. Send us a text. Hey, Brandon Rimes here for Cleaning Commandos here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Cleaning Commandos are hiring, and they're offering competitive wages, flexible hours, relaxed atmosphere, and a sign-on bonus. Reach out if you'd like a career with the Cleaning Commandos here in Tampa Bay. Info at CleaningCommandosLLC.com or call 813-750-0550, 813-750-0550, Cleaning Commandos, Consumer Quarterback Show. Listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, online at ConsumerQB.com. Brandon is Tampa Bay's number one consumer advocate for real estate and financial advice. Call Brandon today at 813-670-7372. That's right. Give Brandon a call, not just for the properties you hear pitched on the show, but to get in touch with our great partners that have taken time out of their busy day to come in and provide some knowledge to us to make us better consumers. And of course, our sponsors as well. Brothers Easy Moving, a sponsor for this segment. They do such a great job moving. These folks, uh, they'll work late at night as Brandon put them to the test uh, when he moved into his new place. When out there to help. Of course, I didn't want to help at all, but I went out there to help, and uh, they're still moving furniture in the dark. So these guys are dedicated. They became the uh, official moving company of the show that day. So get in touch with them. Brothers Easy Moving. Lots of great five-star reviews online. They will do it local or long distance. They are the moving company for us. All right, we got a feel-good story for you, and we always do on every show. Brandon wants to make sure we inject a little positivity into your day. I got a story about these students that invented a wheelchair. A group of high school 
school students in Maryland designed a wheelchair stroller to help a father go for walks with his newborn son. About three years ago, Jeremy King was 37 years old. He underwent surgery for a brain tumor, had significant balance issues since that surgery. He and his wife, Chelsea, learned that they have a child on the way. Jeremy was concerned that he wouldn't be able to take the child for walks. Uh, Chelsea, his wife, is a teacher at Bullis High School in Potomac, Maryland. She asked a fellow teacher named Matt Ziegler if he could help because he teaches a class called Making for Social Good, where students work to create products that have a positive social impact. He says, this has been one of the most successful of the projects we've done in the three years that I've taught this class. It has a lot to do with the fact that somebody in our community and somebody the students really know motivated them to, to make this project the best it could be. I think the fact that students knew it was going to be used made it more real to them. They knew because it was going to be used, it had to be good. Uh, just a few weeks after the couple's son, Phoenix, was born, Jeremy was able to safely take him for walks with the Pram wheelchair hybrid. Just being able to see Jeremy have that independence with our son was something really incredible, Chelsea said. Parenting can be really scary for anybody, and we had a real set of challenges ahead of us that we're still navigating as our son grows, but it's really special to be able to get outside and share a walk as a family. So feel good story there about kids putting their uh, smarts to the test and building something for somebody they love, a way to help each other out. And that's what the feel good story is all about. In fact, Nate Ginter, chief technology officer, Vine IT, brings us a pretty good feel good story yourself. Yeah, I always like to bring something uh, to the table that isn't always uh, ransomware or doom and gloom yeah, there. Yeah. So, uh, it's a, this was really cool. Uh, a group of researchers has recently been able to, uh, to to prove it in a study. They built this helmet that looks basically like a giant beer helmet that you has a bunch of magnets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tailgate Central. But Spring break. This wild helmet they put on and uh, for uh, something called a glioblastoma, which is basically yeah. a brain tumor that they have a very hard time operating on because there, there's a lot of to. sensitive things, and depending on the size of it, sometimes it's not even an option. So they were able to prove uh, using this therapy where they basically turned on an electromagnet and had somebody sit in a chair with this thing running. Uh, you know, at first they started with two hours, then moved to uh, six hours a session. About 33% uh, on, on the a- actual size of the brain tumor wow. in initial testing, and they uh, they did a bunch of different trials with different levels and you know some uh, 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 false blind tests mm-hmm. there uh, for the placebo style and. Uh, they were able to show an, an average of a thirty percent reduction uh, with the treatment, which is very, very significant, depending on you know the the, the size of that. So you know it's, the technology is in its infancy, and uh, you know I, I love it. So I, I want to see more of this kind of stuff. <laughs> well, it's great to know that you know in addition to just advancing technology, and it's it goes so fast every day. There's something new that someone's out there with a big perspective saying, "Hey, maybe we could apply that here." Mm-hmm. And you always get that somebody with a, that novel outlook or that new way of looking at things that says, hey, "I bet there's a way to." apply that technology in a good way or, or in a positive way here. So you see that a lot with different things that maybe were invented for something and have found another sure. home doing something else. Oh, not not only that, there's, you know, just because something isn't feasible today, you yeah. know, with the technology that we had, we had the concept of a cell phone in the 80s, but who mm-hmm. wants to walk around with a briefcase and a, <laughs> right. a, a giant cross phone? Well, then processors got a little smaller and a little smaller. And now, you know, everybody's got them in their pocket. And not only is it making phone calls, it's taking pictures for yeah. you, it's doing all that stuff. It's absolutely amazing what you can do with the cell phone, especially, you know, I, again, I, I text, I call, I, I carry it around like it's just a phone. Mm-hmm. I see kids doing all kinds of things with it. They're playing games. They're using it to take, actually, this a young man I had as a student when I was coaching, had his phone set up to record. He said it, I don't even know how he did this. He said it to record at a certain time, and mm-hmm. he was able to capture a particular uh, crime happening that we knew someone was breaking into the locker room mm-hmm. still. The kids that on his own just said, hey, coach, I'll send you the video. Yeah. I said, what do you mean send me the video? You were in there? You saw him? No. 
I set my phone up for a, a, with a motion sensor mm-hmm. so that it clicked when he came in. And I got the video for it. I was oh, amazed. Yeah. I, had, I had no idea my phone could do that. There, there are you know there are so many applications being used for it, and and even uh, uh, really cool things like you know people that have anxiety disorders or uh, you know you can have your your phone buzz periodically that'll it'll remind you, hey, now's the time when you need to do your breathing exercises <laughs> and things like that. You know, right. it's 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 really wild. It's like a coach. I had some stuff. I just want to get you on the web sure. because I, my understanding is so limited on this stuff. Sure. You know, we, we talk about the World Wide Web. And mm-hmm. we, to me, it's, it's a network. It's a, a way to communicate with computers around the world. How can a government or a nation uh, carve out their own web? Sure. So, so basically, it, it is, uh, you know, when you talk about the Internet, it's, it's the same thing that you would have in your house. If you can imagine back in the days when we had the telephone system, we had a little wire that went into the wall. That wire went to a telephone pole, and that telephone pole carried that wire back to this, you know, big, huge facility. Right. It is still the exact same concept of that, except for, uh, you know, countries are linked together w- with, with these telephone wires now. So, you know, there, there's uh, the transatlantic cables, there's the Pacific cables, these very top, top secret things that are just these massive bundles that are carrying all this information back and forth. So there's a couple things that can happen with that. Countries have, we do it, sometimes right. other people do it, where they will try to tap into that system and, and read those. There's actually ways to read data without cutting into the wire or anything like that. They can actually read the electronic signals hmm. coming across. So like when a, comp- when a country like China, what they'll do is they'll say, okay, sure, you can bring the wire in, but when the wire gets to us, we're putting something in the middle there. A filter say, some variety. Yep, exactly. And, and just like you had a phone number back in the day that routed all that, you know, tra- that, that phone and voice traffic to your house and your, your particular phone number, countries have ranges of phone numbers. So they can say, uh, yes, we're going to allow traffic from something like Google, but only if Google agrees to give us a special address hmm. that has these particular features blocked out of it. That's one of the big controversies. You know, if you're a days. user in that country, you can't circumvent that? Uh, so, so there are ways to circumvent that. The, the quick answer is yes, you can. Uh, in countries that do that, they're generally very restrictive, right. very repressive. Uh, if you don't mind being executed, the you, trackability you can, you can try. Of that. Uh, and, and there's ways. So then they build counter surveillance methods to, to try and, and do things. And sometimes they'll even let uh, a particular bypass or methodology go unfettered to try and see who's going to use it and let them build up a usage history hmm. and, and see how that spreads. And then all of a sudden, one day, you know, just a bunch of people either disappear or get jailed or find themselves fined. It's un- unbelievable to me because, again, you think of it as, as just a, a pool of water. and You throw something in there, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's immediately available to everyone everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's not, not, not exactly that at all. No. And then again... Uh, like you talked about, ways to read incoming traffic. So a, a mm-hmm. country could actually see all the data coming into their country. Exactly. They, they 100% they can. So one of the things when we talk about encryption, it's a way of locking that data flow so that you can't just easily view it mm-hmm. from the outside. Like, you know, if you send just a plain email, that's written in a format where if somebody is looking at that traffic, they can literally pull that email out entirely in right. its whole form and see it. Now, if you encrypt that email, that's locked with a key I got you. that, you know, if you have on both sides, you can't read it's, it's nuts. Well, a lot of great information on the show today. Nate Ginter came in, told us about the ransomware, things you can do, the multitasking that Eleven's going to allow you to do when you upgrade to Eleven when it's available, mm-hmm. and of course that feel good story about the tumor shrinking. I want to thank you so much for coming in, Nate. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you if they have technology needs? Hey, check out vineit.com. We do uh, secure cybersecurity and full managed end to end IT support. Not uh, just for big businesses. Not just for big businesses. Our typical clients around ten people uh, in a business. Okay. So you know whether whether you got 
got a shop with you know two or three people and need a little help or you got something bigger, check us out at VineIT.com. VineIT.com. Thanks so much for coming in. We heard from Shane Socash. He educated me a little bit about coins and their value. And, of course, the uh, Consumer Quarterback Show is all about you guys out there in the audience. We want to make sure that you get what you need. Check us out online. And like I said, go to the YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great information. You can check out all the experts and all their uh, videos posted up there. YouTube Consumer Quarterback Show. Thanks, Brandon, for letting me sit in this chair, and we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Contact Brandon Rhymes at 813-670-7372. That's 813-670-7372. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for The Consumer Quarterback Show. Show.